to God. He is a good, good Father God. Amen. Well, let's look at the Word tonight. We'll start in Psalms. Psalm 27. Psalm 27. You know, Psalm 27 uh, uh, is one of the... It's a very special psalm to me, actually. It's a psalm um, when we were believing to have children and to receive uh, Ramsey, actually. There was a uh, season, and everybody has these seasons, I hope, but you, you find a word that you can hold on to, that you can hold on to. And uh, Psalm 27, around verse 13, I think, put it up in the NIV. Psalm 27, 13. Yeah, in the NIV, it says, I am still confident of this. I will see. I will see. You know, when the devil's telling you, nah, that's not going to work out. You're never going to get this. That's never going to happen. You're not going to get your healing. You're not going to have enough finances. This isn't going to happen. You know, the devil is a a well-known liar. So, So why we listen to him at all, you know why we listen to him? Because we think it's us. Right? Because, because you, you, you think it's you here in this, and, and it's his stupidity and his lies and his deceitfulness trying to get us to believe that what he's saying is true. And, and that's when it's time to say, you know what, wait, whoa. I'm confident of this one thing. I will see the goodness of the Lord In this land, in the land of the living, while I'm walking on the earth, I will see and experience God's goodness in my life. And and we, soon after that, that that was my word I held on to when we were believing, we were going through the adoption process, and everybody thinks that's an easy thing. That's not. That is is labor in itself. And, and, And they're saying, well, you got her today, tomorrow she's gone. Next day, man, she may end up in the system, and you don't know what's happening, and, and you're already in love with this baby, yeah. and the devil's trying to keep you from having her. Yeah. And, and you need a word. You need a word to hold on to. When something's going on in your life, you need a word to hold on to. And it's not just the word, but it's the word of the Lord. And, and it's the word that the Lord gave you because He loves you. Because, because all of a sudden, you know, wait, this is the Lord who loves me. My Father gave me this to hold on to, to assure me that there's not going to be a failure in this situation. Amen? Amen. And, and, and later, the, the situation didn't fail. We received, we received Ramsey, and of course, you know the story, she's 25 now and got her own job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always tease her. I said, "That's good. You only owe me six hundred and seventy-four thousand dollars, three hundred and eighty-eight cents." But you know what? We had a an accidental. You know, accidental photos are some of the best photos you'll ever have. And we had an accidental photo taken, and, and when she was two, and on the back of that photo, I put "Goodness of God in the land of the living," and I still carry that in one of my older Bibles, um, because it reminds me of my Father, my Father God. He's a good Father. And, and that's why we started with this verse. Put that verse back up in the King James. It says, I had fainted 
In other words, people who don't believe to see this faint. You, you got two choices. You're either going to believe to see the goodness of the Lord, or you're going to believe something else. The other things besides God's Word, besides God's goodness, besides God's love, besides the, the reality of His, of His fatherness. Is that a word, fatherness? He is such a dad. And, and when we get a hold of that truth, that He is such a father, He is looking for good things to do for you all the time. That's what fathers do. That's what fathers do. And see, now the world has tried to skew what, what a father looks like by, by taking people who maybe haven't been great fathers. And, and, that, and, you know, the thing is, is that's the vision of a father many people get. Right? But, but what we've got to do is we've got to change that vision because this is the true father. And this is the one that you can look to and you can say, you know what, I, I know him. I know he loves me. You know, you, you get a lot of questions about God, and, and you see people and they say, well, I know He can. I know He can. Everybody knows He can. How many have been here, is there anybody in here that doubts God's ability? Right? So if you don't doubt God's ability for healing, provision, whatever you're asking for, if you don't doubt God's ability, but yet you don't receive... What's the next automatic thing we go to? Maybe I'm not supposed to have that. Yeah. You know what? Maybe I just, maybe that's just not for me. It's the second, well, it's the biggest lie. That's what causes people to faint. When you lose that confidence that you'll receive from His goodness, you faint. Why? Because there's nothing left to believe in. Every, every, everybody else in the world is failing. Right? You're, people that aren't believing God, they're not succeeding in what they do. They're failing. They're fainting. They're falling away. They, 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 even at the, on their best day, their end is no good. But people who have chosen to believe in God's goodness and not to let go of it, they're the ones that are going to receive. And, and what we're believing in is that He's good towards us. It's not just that He's good. It's that I'm going to see His goodness. I'm not just going to be looking out and seeing it on somebody else. I'm going to experience the goodness of God because He's my Father. He knows what I need and He loves me. He's not going to let me fall. He's not going to let me fail. And when you get that truth in your heart, you hold on to it so tight that, that you cannot fail. Why? Because you're holding on to the very love of God. There's one thing in the Bible that says it never fails. Guess what? It's the love of God. It never fails. It never comes short. It never runs out. It wants you hold on to that love and the truth of that love. And that's why we, we have to look at our vision of God all the time. Because tradition, tradition itself will teach you that, well, sometimes He does. You know, He knows what you need. You know, that'll take that verse. What is that verse that says... Oh, it says, um, when you stand praying, don't babble like the pagans do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Why? Why? Because God knows what you need before you ask. And so, you know, Brother Morris preached on it. He said, well, so a lot of people, they just don't ask because it says, well, God knows what I need. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a cop-out. Because yeah. then the next thing they say is, well, God knew, he must, he must have known I didn't need healing. 
Right? I didn't need that money. I didn't need to pay that bill. I didn't need to have my job. I didn't need... You know, that's a cop-out, and and that's taking the Scripture and twisting it. God knows what you need, so He's saying, you don't need to talk me into it. Right? I mean, how many dads I got in here that had... Better yet, how many were a kid one day? Right? (laughs) And you wanted something really bad. And the best way you knew to get it, because you didn't need it at all, but you wanted it, so you had to sell your dad... You know, you got to sell him. And see, we got people that are trying to sell God on their healing, sell God on their prosperity. So they're trying, and God's saying, I don't need you to give me all these fine-sounding words. I know what you need. Just ask me for it. We need to read the Bible, and when we, we come to a part where it's, where it's the Lord speaking to us, we need to read it like a father sitting down with his son, sitting down with his daughter. And we we need to read. Look at look at uh, Matthew six. Let's go to Matthew six. That's where that's what we've been talking about anyway, isn't it? Matthew six. In fact, is just go to those verses we talked about. It's uh, verse seven, the one we just talked about. Matthew six seven. He's a father. We need, we need to remember that, and he's a father that knows everything. Amen. Glory to God. Man, that and and Annie's a father that that is so good. You, you know, if you had a really good father on this earth, that's really cool, and he's better than that. Amen. If you didn't have a good father here on this earth, he's so good that you can't even imagine it. But you need to. You need to imagine it because you need to take what what he is to you and make it real. You got to make God the Father real to you. Because your Father wants you to have good things. Your Father wants you to have nice. You know, when, when I was growing up, we did not have a lot of money. We, we did not. But you know, my dad wanted us to wear nice things. He, he still wanted us to go to school and, and, and not stand out. Like we didn't have enough money. So they, they would do everything they could to make sure that we wore good jeans and, and, and name brand shoes. And, and I know this doesn't sound important, but it was huge because they got persecuted for it. Because other people, I won't name, said, oh, your kids don't need all that. You're, you're, just, you're just living above your raisin. You know what I say? Get your kids everything you can. You know what? If you're a parent in here and you don't like that, I did it, and it worked out great. <laughs> it worked out great. Now, now did, I, did I do things wrong sometimes and get her some things I shouldn't have when I shouldn't have? Probably so. God's merciful. But more often than not... God wants them to have it as much as you want them to have it. He wants you to have. That's why it says you'll see the goodness of God. It doesn't say you're going to see the, how frugal He is. The, the frugalness of God, you'll see it. And, and you'll see how He doesn't care if you have any fun in this lifetime. He wants you to go out and get four jobs. And learn to be a man. 
that's that's not it. There's there's a time. You know how short of season you're a child. Or you know how the, how short of a season you're a teenager. It's it's not a big long season. If you're a teenager in here, it's a short season. Have some fun. Don't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. Cast that care over on the Lord and have some fun. Have some fun. Be a kid. Get a job. That is a good thing to get a job. Don't get me wrong. Ramsey got a job. The day she turned 16, went and, I didn't tell her to either. I just said, I'm going to quit paying for your stuff. No, I, <laughs> no, I, said, I said, guess what? You buy your clothes, I'll take care of the rest. She loved that idea. Every, every penny she ever made, she spent on clothes. We now have a room full of clothes that she can't wear. How do we get off on all that? God's a good God. It's not wrong to want good things for your children. That's the very heart of God. He wanted good things for us so much that He gave the greatest gift ever to make sure we could have them. And and you know, it's great to have redemption. It's the number one thing you want. You want redemption and salvation through the blood. But don't miss out on all of His goodness. Every little thing that He wants to do for you. He loves His children. He loves them. And and when He talks to us through the Scripture or, or any other way, He's trying to get something to you. Even if it's by getting something through you, He's still trying to get something to you. He, he is such a good Father. And, and you can't... You, you, they're, they're, we, we are the ones that choke, not Him. He's saying, I, I want you to have this. Like, oh, that's just too much. This, it can't be possible that God loves me that much. He loves you more than that. That's just as much as He could possibly think about asking you to receive. Right? We want to get our receivers so high up that next year we have to take all of our new stuff that's only one year old, their new appliances, whatever it is, out of our house and bring them to Celebration Sunday because we got other new stuff waiting to fit in where it's going. Amen? And people say, oh, God wouldn't do that. He'd do that twice. He'd do it for every person in here and not even blink. Why? Because He knows the blessing it would be to others and He just loves to bless you. It pleases Him to bless His children. He's a good God. And, And when we stand firm and say, I'm confident in this, we're not trying to talk Him into something. Did you know real love doesn't have to manipulate to get something done? Only human love has to do that. Human love, man, i got to do this to get that. Real love, you don't have to do anything. You know that in, in Psalm 103, it says that His mercy, His love is everlasting. In other words, there will never be a day where you count on His mercy and don't receive. Never be a day. So, in in other words, there's never a day where you can't ask God for whatever's on your heart. But yet, your heart, your your head and your heart would say, Oh, God, you don't know who I've been. He knows exactly who you've been. That's why He has to have mercy. Right? If you read on in that verse, he says he knows, but we're human. Right? And he said, I knew I was going to need a lot of mercy, so I stoked up for you, Dave. Huh? 
glory to God. He is He planned ahead of our mistakes and then gave us the ability not to make them. Glory to God. But His mercy... And then He says He'll, He'll have compassion on us the same way a father has compassion on his children. Why? Because He's a father. That's not hard for Him. That's what He does. That's what He does. Where did I say to go? We, we, I really went out there. So, Matthew 6, verse 7. says, When you pray, don't use vain reputation, rep, reputations. No, repetitions. That's what the heathen do. Why do the heathen do that? Because they're trying to manipulate love. Right? They're trying to manipulate God to do something. They're not, they're not trying to let God be God. They're trying to get God to be like them. You'll never receive from God trying to get Him to be like you. Right? <laughs> does that make sense? Right, because that's what, that's what, people, that's what the worldly kind of love does. It says, ah, you know, for the only way I'm going to get something is if I can sweet-talk them into getting it to me. So they're, they're using vain repetition, repetitions to try and sweet-talk the Lord into giving them something. Right? Smooth salesman. Man, if I can just get this by God. Nobody's ever gotten anything by God. <laughs> ever. You know, and what's really sad, when they don't get it, they're going to be mad. But yet, they were trying to manipulate it in the first place rather than just count on His goodness. If, if all they would have done is say, Lord, I know you're good and I, I really could use this. And he'd say, done. I mean, it'd be as simple as that. But, but instead, we're trying to talk him into things that he's already doing anyway. And when you do it, you miss it. You, you put yourself over here and it passes by you. The blessing didn't stop. You, you, stopped the, you, stopped out, you got out of the way of it. It was, gonna, it was getting ready to run over you. Amen? He, he said, don't try to talk me into anything. That's what the heathen do. They're trying to talk me into answering their prayers. He said, he said because they think they'll be he- heard... For their much speaking. In other words, the more I can say, I'll confuse God enough that He'll do it anyway. Right? I mean, isn't that what we're doing? Sometimes when we pray for healing, we, we say, ooh, got to pray. You're in the line and you've you got to be the one that prays next. And you're thinking of all the scriptures to put in all the right places instead of saying, God, I just, I just want to be healed. You know, and, and that's all you needed. Why? Because you're his child. He knew what you needed before you asked. All he wanted to do is hear you ask. You reckon Jesus, when the guys that were blind were following him and saying, Jesus, Jesus, stop, stop. Do you reckon he said, I wonder what they want? Why do you ask him then? Because he wanted to hear them say it. What can I do for you? That's all God wants to hear. What can I do for you? And when he asks that, all he wants to hear is what can I do for you? You know, when, and when people call in with prayer requests, and, you know, if you called in with a prayer request and did this, it's okay. You can call in better the next time. But when you call in and, and, and you start telling the story of why you need prayer, you, you went way too far. You don't need to tell that. God doesn't need to know the story. First of all, He was there. Right? Got news for everybody. When the story happened, God was there. Doesn't need to know. And generally, it's not going to help the person praying for you get in faith. Oh, it really is bad. I better get in faith. No, that's not going to help. Right? When you call for prayer, do just what those blind men do. 
what can I do for you that I might receive my sight? We can pray now. Why? Because you just asked for what you wanted in faith, and the Lord that loves you is going to give that to you. And the next thing you've got to have faith in is that love. It's that love. That's, where, that's why we need to know Him as Father, because you've got to believe He loves you. When you don't believe He loves you, you won't cast your care on Him. How, how many people want to give uh, anything, give any problem you have in your life to somebody that cares less about it than you do? Right? Let's just sort of say, you know, i got a bunch of bills here, and I really need to get them paid. I need to give them this person who doesn't care about them. Guess what? You're getting ready to get a lot of notices that your electric's getting shut off, your car's getting getting taken back. No, you don't give stuff to people that don't care about you. And that's why so many times we don't cast our care upon the Lord because we don't feel like He really cares about us. Why? Because we've believed a lie from traditional thinking that says if it didn't happen, he didn't want it to. What if you were a dad, you had all the ability in the world, and your kid went around telling people that, oh, my dad could do it, he just didn't. I mean, think about that with healing. you you got a child that's sick, and, and you send him to school, and, and you say, you know what, I could heal you, but I just don't want to right now. I, I know you have need of it, but you know what? That don't mean you got to get it right now. No good father would do that. No. And, and, and worse than that, if the child is running around saying that about the father, it doesn't matter if they're good or not. They're not good to other people. It doesn't matter if that's not true. If people start saying it, other people will start believing it. And we've got tons of people all over the world today, Christian people, that believe God does things as he wants to. You know, if, if this you get healed, you don't. We'll prosper you, and you, you need to suffer. That's not my God. That's not my God. My God is a good God. He's a good Father. And, and He's looking for cracks to get in and, and, and fix your life. If He just sees one way, He, he doesn't need ten ways. You know, he, he just needs one way into your life, and He'll take over. Amen? Amen. He's that good. Don't use vain repetition like the the heathens do, right? With their much speaking, verse 8. But be not therefore like... Boy, that's really backward talking right there. (laughs) Be not you therefore like unto them. Don't be like them. Don't do it that way. Your father, your father, anytime you see your father in the Bible, say, that's my father. That's my father. That's my father. Amen? It's a big deal. And we need to make big deals out of things that are big deals. When you just pass by things and say, my father knows I need him. No, your father. Your father, the one that created the moon, the stars, the earth, everything beyond it and everything that will ever be after it, he created it all. And not only that, he knows what you need and he can get you what you need right now. And he's your father. He's your dad. 
I mean, that, that's, that's why David could stand up with confidence and say, I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Why? Because he's the same guy that said, the Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. He knew the love of God. And he knew God wasn't going to fail him. And that's what we have to know. That's why it's so important to know him as Father. It, Jesus said in John, he said, he said, I go to my Father and your Father. To my God and your God. He's God and He's Father. That's two great things. He's the creator of all that you'll ever see and know, and He's your dad. Wow. What could you possibly want that you can't get now? Amen? He's a good God, and He's doing good things. But we can't let the devil talk us out of it by stupidity. Right? Because we've been taught to manipulate. Think about, okay, um, notes. Look at, um, look at Mark, Mark 4, Mark 4, 37. These are the kind of things that, that keep God from being able to do what He wants to do in your life. Amen? And then, and then we use these like they're real, right? And, and what, what we're not, what, what we believe is that he could do something, but what we don't believe all the time is that he will do something. And why would he do something? Why, why would he do that? Because he loves you. Yeah. Did you know that God doesn't need another reason besides that? You know, we're, I have people all the time call and say, I don't know what I'm not doing. And I'm like, what do you mean what you're not doing? Do you heal? Are you going to heal yourself? Yeah. Are you going to get yourself out of this problem? Because it's not about what you're not doing at this point. What you're not doing is believing in the love of God that He cares enough about you to take care of it for you. Right? And there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full and, he, and Jesus was in the back part of the ship asleep on a pillow. What? Big storm. Jesus asleep on a pillow. See, I think that's what people think God's doing most of the time. I know I asked him for this. He must be asleep. He couldn't have heard me. Or he doesn't care. That's the biggest lie of the devil right there. If he can get you to believe that God doesn't care. Because if he doesn't care, you won't cast your care. You'll keep your care. Why? Because he doesn't care. You'll keep your care because he doesn't care. If he does care, you won't keep your care. Right? Yeah, I'm getting pretty good at this. Huh? He was, in the, he was in the back of the ship and he's asleep. And the disciples, they come to him and say, Master, they don't say, Master, we got a big storm, can you get up and help us out? They say, Master, you don't love us. You don't love us, Master. That's what they said right there. Don't you care? How many people have had somebody come to them and say that very same thing? Don't you care? If you cared, if you cared, you'd give me the money. I bet, I bet Jody's friend could have said, oh, he don't care about me. This, this leading of the Lord thing. He, that's an excuse not to give me money. Huh? But he didn't, thank God. Probably got his money too, right? See? He didn't finish the story. The guy got his money. God gave it another way. Why? Because he didn't say that. 
He didn't say, God, you don't care about me or you'd have had Jody give me that money. Jody had the money. You could have had him give it to him. He asked you if you'd give it to me. And you told him no. Guess I must not have needed that money. I only thought I needed it. No. Jody didn't tell him no. He said God's got another way. You can't hear no when no wasn't the answer. That's why people always say God said no. God didn't say no. Right? If it's something God promised already, if He said no, that would make Him a liar. Right? God's not a liar. But, but the disciples, they've been hanging out with Him a long time. And they're like, Lord, don't you care? Don't you care? Don't you care? Don't you care? <laughs> Ramsey never did that to me. <laughs> she, she, Dad, you just don't care that I don't have enough stuff. No. She just expected to have enough all the time. She still expects it. I'll guarantee if she came show, up short tomorrow and said, that's okay, Dad's got it. Thank God she's got her own job. Believe <laughs> Sowing her own seed, believing God for herself now. But you know what? I am still dad. But that's, that's the big mistake. When The minute you go to, I, don't you care, you've went to a place where God can't get it to you now. Amen? Why? Because you're not in faith. You're no longer in faith. You're trying to manipulate His love into doing something. Thank God Jesus was on the boat that day. Next verse. He was in the, yeah, and there arose, and he, he got up, and he rebuked the wind. Why? Why? Because it was going to keep him awake. Right? <laughs> he rebuked the wind, and it said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And then he said, he said unto them, You know what? I really didn't care, guys. I'm sorry. I didn't love you enough right then. I, I just didn't love you enough. And I'm sorry, I can't believe I was in there sleeping while you guys were in fear. Right? No. He, didn't, he actually said, what is wrong with you? You know, don't, don't, if your kid walked up to you and, and, and was hurting and you had the fix and he said, don't you care, instead of asking you for the fix... You would probably say the same thing. You'd give him the fix, and then you'd say, what's wrong with you? You knew I had it. You knew I wanted you well. There you go. You don't have to manipulate it out of me. I'll give it to you freely. Amen? And they said, he said, why were you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Now, but think about that. No faith in what? A lot of people say, well, you know, they should have rebuked. No. They said, don't you care? What was, their, not, what was their no faith in? His love. His love. They knew Jesus could calm the storm. Why go wake him up if he can't? They knew he had the ability, but they didn't believe in his love. And in not doing that, they had no faith in what God can do. So many times we miss it because we don't believe in the fatherness of God. He's a father. If he's got, if he, he has the ability, and so all we have to do is believe that the guy with the ability loves us so much that that ability won't stop towards us. Amen? Amen. He has all the ability and he loves me. You know, that's why Jesus was so matter of fact. Um, 
Go back to uh, Matthew 6. That's why he was so matter-of-fact. If you look at, if you start in Matthew 5, about the end of Matthew 5, he starts t- preaching. And, and we're going we're gonna to go to Matthew 6. But he starts preaching, and about the end of Matthew 5, he starts preaching about the Father. Sometimes he, he preaches about God. Sometimes he preaches about the Father. Because he wants you to know them both. You need to know he's God, and he's got all the ability he's ever going to use. He's never going to need more ability, but you need to know he loves you. He's your God, and he's your Father. He has all the ability he'll never ever need, and he loves you. What would stop you from having everything that God ever wanted you to have? You. Me. Amen? That's the only thing that could stop us. And so if you read through those chapters, he's, when, every time you see he, he's your Father... You need to take it serious. You need to say, wait a second, he's my father. I don't want that in my head. I need that to drop from here to here. So that every time I hear it, I'm reminded, not only does he have it, he wants me to have it. Amen? When you're believing for healing, the, best, the, the biggest thing the devil tries to get you to do is to, is to think you've got to do something else. And you're looking for all these things. Uh, what, what do I need to do next? Do I need another scripture? Do I, you, don't need, you don't need anything except one word from God. That's all you need. Hold on to that word and believe that he loves you. Amen? And, 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 and healing will happen. Why? Because he already made sure it would. Amen? He, he paid the price so you could have what he already wanted you to have in the first place. So I pay, that's why he prepaid it, because he wanted you to have it. Right? Salvation. He wants every person to have it. Prepaid. Prepaid it. For every person that ever was born and ever will be born, it's prepaid. Why? Because he's a good father. He loves the kids he had, and he loves the kids he's having. He's a good dad. He's a good dad, and he's doing good things. Amen? But as you, as you keep looking through, uh, skip down uh, to uh, 622. 622. Here's another pitfall that we get into. The light of the body is the eye. Okay, everything that you perceive, Tom, Tom Hunter talked about perception last week, right? Everything that you perceive about God, many times it's from what you saw. And, and, and here it proves it out. He's saying what, how you see God is how you'll perceive God. Right? And he's saying if it, basically here, if you believe traditional and religious junk, you'll perceive God traditionally and religiously. He does what he wants. He does it when he wants. He does it how he wants. If you get it, you get it. If you don't get it, you don't get it. Be happy with what you got. Tough. That's just the way God is. We can't explain it. We don't have to. Right? That's, that's religious tradition. He's sovereign. He decides who gets it. If you don't get it, he decided you didn't get it. It has nothing to do with love. He loves you whether you get it or not, right? No, he loves you so much, he prepaid for it. If he prepaid for something, why would he withhold it? Why would he withhold Something that Jesus paid for us to have. If it says by his stripes we were healed, it's not God withholding the healing. Amen? If it says that he'll meet all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, that's what it says. He's not going to withhold that. 
He'd, he'd have to add a, a whole bunch of ands and buts and ors into the Bible. And then he just wouldn't be God anymore, would he? And see, that's exactly what happens to people. He becomes so unrealistic that he's just not God anymore. It's just too hard. It's just too hard. So it's easier to believe the traditional lie than to get out there on your faith and hope for something better. Amen? And people get caught up in it. So how we see God, and that's why it's so important that when you see Father, then say, Father, God. Father, God. Father, all ability. My Father. My Dad. Nothing He can't do. Nothing He won't do. I remember... When Ramsey was really little, it was right after we brought her home. And first night we brought her home, she starts crying. And, and we're thinking, these people are stupid. They gave us a baby. <laughs> we don't know what to do with her. <laughs> we really fooled them. <laughs> and she's crying. And, and we, finally we get her to stop that night. But then the three or four nights later, she, you know, I, got, I had the late shift. Kim had the early shift because of the way we worked and everything. And... Uh, so I'm, I'm up late one night, and I'm sitting there, and she's crying. And I'm like, I look at her, and I'm like, don't you know that there is nothing in this world I wouldn't do for you? And immediately within my spirit, I heard God say, don't you know that there's nothing in the world I haven't done for you? That's our God. That was the Father talking to this Father. Amen? Amen. And, and that's why that day was so important to me, because it changed my vision of God. It changed who I saw He was forever. Forever. Every time I saw Him, I saw, I'd see, well, he, He'd even ask me, He'd say, what would you want to do for Ramsey? And I'm like, I get it. And he goes, exactly. Why? Because that's the kind of God He is. What would you want to do? Well, you know what? I don't think she's ready for it. You're right. You're not ready for a lot of things that I haven't given you yet. But I'm getting you there. Get Ramsey there. Yes, sir. Amen? You know, being a father, you know, it's great to be the person that says yes all the time. It, it, it stinks to be the person that has to say no every now and then. Sometimes you say, Kim, can you tell her? <laughs> you know, if you, I need to say no. Could you do that for me? I'm not good at no right now. Right? Well, you know, think about this. As, as earthly parents, and I know I'm getting off script here, but as earthly parents, because this is something, if you're, if you're a parent and, you still, and your kids are still in your house, you need to know this. You know, we judge what we do for them many times on how we feel. God told me one time, He said, he said okay, if you're going to tell her no, ask yourself why you're telling her no. Like she'd come to me and she'd say, Dad, I want to go here tonight. And I'm like, and I'd say, oh, I'm tired. No. And then God'd say, oh, tired's the reason. Tired. Is that, is that a good reason to say no? No, Lord, it's not. Then should you go? Yes, Lord, we're going. Why? Because that's not a good reason. Right? There has to be a love reason why you don't do something. I know people don't like that because you go home tired from work sometimes. You don't want to go out and throw the ball with your son. Son, can't I just sit in the chair? No, Dad, I really want to throw. Take some time, go out and throw. Throw tired. Go, oh. <laughs> you know, maybe you can get by with it. I don't know. Lord, the Lord wouldn't let me. 
He said, you need to have a reason, a real reason, to say no. Why? Because he doesn't ever just say no to you. If he says not now, it's because you're not ready. If he says it's on its way, right? Think about the first of the verse we read in Psalm 27, or the last of the verse, I mean. It says, wait on the Lord. What's he saying? He's saying, don't give up on me. Wait and get the best. Right? If you faint, you won't get the best. Um, Right here where we're reading. Well, let's just keep going. If you guys don't want to take that, you know, what God told me about telling your kids no, it's up to you. (laughs) He didn't say I can't tell her no. He said I got to have a love reason. There there was one time there was a concert in town she wanted to go to. (laughs) We're going to get back to this verse. And, and And we're not going to be much longer. There was a concert in town she wanted to go to, and man, my spirit said no, no, and double no. And man, when I told her no, she threw a fit. Why? Because dad doesn't say no. She, I don't even think she knew I could. <laughs> she threw a fit, which reaffirmed in my heart that I was doing exactly the right thing because she threw a fit. But why? Because the Lord's telling me, no, this isn't a good situation for you. What's my job? To protect you. To protect you. And, and, and if God tells you no, that's exactly what He'll be doing. Protecting you. Keeping you. You know, uh, Brother Moore's teaching on yielding to, to, on, on Friday nights. And, and, and this would be yielding to the love of God. This would be yielding ourselves to his care, to his, to his fatherhood, fatherness. I, I don't know which one of those is the word. Fatherness is the one that makes most, most sense to me because it's a characteristic of who he is that you can't take away from him. He's a father, and he cares so much about you. Let's get back to the verses. <clears throat> Where did I say? It's two, 622. Uh, the, the, uh, the light of the body is the eye. If the eyes be single, then the whole body. In other words, if you see God for exactly who he is, you'll be full of light, no problems. Why? Because then when you ask, you know your father has need of it, you'll receive. He's still in the same chapter. It's the same message. He's preaching a sermon here. And he's saying, you know what? To receive everything I know you already need, make sure, you, make sure your vision of me is good. Right? Okay, go to the next verse. If, if your eye's evil, in other words, if you're, if you're one eye looking this way and one eye looking that way, you're seeing too many things. You got division, right? Division, and 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 when when you're when you're looking at two things, you know it doesn't matter how much light you got, you're pouring darkness into it, right? And and the more you believe the darkness, the darker your light becomes, until you believe dark is light. That makes sense. And, and that you know a lot of people say, yeah, that's evil. You know when we b- believe traditional things. When we believe things like sometimes God heals, sometimes He doesn't, sometimes you know if He He only wants you to have this and you to have that. When we be- begin to believe those things, our, it gets darker and darker and darker. Why? Because that's darkness. It's a lie from the pit of hell to keep you from receiving from your Father. Amen. Verse 24, and and, and then He reaffirms what He's talking about. 
He, he says right here, no man can serve two masters. In other words, you can't ask God for something and then go seek it on your own. Because why? You're seeking two masters. And see, so often what we do is we ask God and then we say, oh, I just can't wait. And God would be sitting there saying, wait, because I, the, I got the best one. If you'll just wait, you'll have the best one. But you're saying, I can't wait, I can't wait, why? I can't wait, I, I gotta get it, I gotta get it, I gotta get it. And, and so, the next thing you know, you're serving yourself. It's a self-serve. Because you're getting it on your own. I, I remember we, we had a dog. <laughs> and we said, Lord, you want us to have another dog, right? And you know, that's one of those things you ask, and then you hear, you heard yes before you ask, and it never, right. you never even listen to God, because you were serving yourself. You, you weren't serving God, you wanted the dog. And, and we got the most Ishmael dog you could ever get. It was the dumbest dog. I'm sorry if you love dogs. It was You could love this dog, but it would not love you back because it was dumb. And you know, people make this verse so huge. Like, you can't serve money and God. You can't serve anything else and God. You can't look one direction other than God when you're believing God to help you. If you take your eyes off of Him, you're getting ready to sink. Amen? And what He's saying is you'll trust in one and you won't trust in the other. And, and the more that we do that, we, the more we take our cares to the one we trust. And if it's in, if it's in money... Or if it's in your ability is what he's really saying. You know, Brother Moore talked about this last week out of uh, Jeremiah 7, 17, 17, 5 or something like that. It says, man that trusts in the arm of the flesh will be cursed. That's what you get. When, when you choose mammon instead of God, you get the curse. And you know what? The curse on its best day ain't very good. Even if you got what you wanted, it ain't going to turn out the way you want it. It's kind of like the dog. It's going to be Ishmael and stupid. And that's all I'm going to say about that. You can't serve too. And, and see, when, he, when he, he goes straight from this into the verses about the Father. Okay, go to the next verse. Therefore, I say to you, what, why therefore? Because you, you can't serve two masters, so I don't want you worrying. Worrying is serving two masters. You're saying, Lord, help me, what am I going to do? Lord, help me, what am I going to do? Lord, help me, what am I going to do? Well, is the Lord going to help you or what are you going to do? One of those two things is going to happen. But it's going to be the one you turn to. And he says, therefore I say, take no thought. Look, look at it in the NIV because it uses the word worry. Yeah, therefore I tell you, don't worry. Look, okay, here, remember what I talked about when you read the Bible, read it like a father to a, talking to his son now? Let's, let's look at it like that. Son, I don't want you worrying about this stuff. I got it taken care of for you. I'm your Father God. I created all the planets. I created all the universe. I created you. And I don't want you having these worries. I don't want you taking on this care. I don't want you doing it. He said, he said I don't want you worrying about what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear. Son, don't worry about these things. Life is too important to go around worrying about whether you're going to have enough to eat or whether you're going to have clothes to wear. I don't want you doing this. I've made a better way. 
next verse. Look at the birds. Son, look at that, look at that crow over there. You know what he's going to do today? He's going to eat. And I'm not even his dad. He doesn't say he's the bird's father. I'm sorry. He's not the father of the bird. He's our father. He, what's he say? He said, he said that bird's not going to store away. He's not going to, he's not going to, he doesn't have a barn. He doesn't reap. He, he has no reason to eat. But yet, because I'm God, he's going to eat. Your father feeds him. Every bird on this earth today is going to eat. Brother Moore's been talking about it. All the birds are going to eat. Thank you, Lord. And he says, I'm your dad. How much more valuable are you to me than that bird? Glory to God. And, and you're, as the son, you're saying, wow, thanks, Dad. And then he goes on. He says, no, nah, you don't got it yet. Let, 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 me, let me talk to you, son. Stay set down. Stay set down for a minute. By worrying. And this is such a dad comment anyway. I mean, you can see the fatherness out of this sentence. Son, how are you going to add one minute to your life by sitting around worrying today? That's a dad comment. That, that is full of love. He's saying, I don't want you to lose one moment of your life thinking about these things. I got a better way. Verse 29, why do you worry? Why, why would you worry? Son, why would you worry? About clothes. He said, I'm the Father God. See those lilies in that field over there, son? I, I dressed every one of them. I dressed every lily in that field and every field all over this earth. Every flower that's in the field today that came up from this earth, I dressed it. Solomon wasn't dressed as pretty as these flowers are. Glory to God. Verse 30. And if, if, if I, if that's how God, your Father, would clothe the grass of the field, which isn't even going to be around in another season, how much more? Huh? It's thrown into the fire. Will He not much more clothe you? Will I not take care of you? And if you need something today, this is how you want to read these verses. You want to read them like God's talking to you. God, son, don't worry about this healing. Don't worry. I don't want you running around worried about whether you're going to be healed or not. I, su I supplied this through Jesus Christ. You don't have to worry about it. I healed you. I'll heal all your diseases and all anything that tried to destroy you. Your own destructions, I'll heal you. That's, that's how you want to hear God. He's your Father. He loves you. He's got a good plan for you. He doesn't have a bad plan. He has only a good plan. And, and He's talking to you just like a son. And, and Jesus, through these scriptures in Matthew 6, He's laying it out just like God would say it. Why? Because He only says what the Father says. Amen? Amen? And then He says, Oh, you of little faith. That's the same thing He said. To the guys on the on the boat, isn't it? Why? Because don't you believe in my love for you? 
All you got to do is believe I love you. I'm not asking for big faith here. I just want you to believe I love you. Glory to God. I think that's what He would ask us today. I just want you to believe that I love you. I want you to believe that there's nothing I would withhold from you. And that anything you don't have to this point, you've either withheld from yourself or you aren't ready for it. And I can get you ready. Amen? Amen. That's what the Father would say. Don't sit here and, and, and be without when I want you to be with. Amen? Amen? Whether it's healing, whether it's family issues, whether it's money, whether it's peace, he, he has provided all these things so that we can have them. And he's, he's your Father God. And He wants you to have them more than you want them. And He knows you have need of them. You don't even have to say a big, long, perfect prayer. You don't have to move closer to the front in church. Right? You don't have to serve on ten teams. You get to serve on ten teams. But if, if we start doing that to receive from God, then you're no longer receiving from His love. You're receiving from what you deserve. We want to look to His mercy. You want to receive from His mercy. Because you don't want to try to deserve all the good things God has from you. You just want to have them. You just want to have them. And if it takes mercy to get them, by golly, I'll take it. I'll take all the mercy He'll put out and tomorrow's too. That's why He says He's giving it to you tomorrow. You're going to run out of it today, right? You're going to run through all of it. <laughs> now. You're never going to run out of His mercy. It's forever. Amen? Stand to your feet. Is there, if there's something in your heart that you've been questioning God about, that you've said, God, I've asked you and asked you and asked you for this, maybe you just need that small tweak today. Maybe this encouragement today will take you to a different place to where you can just say, God, I've held myself back from having this. And I, and I want to go ahead and have it now. It, it could be as big as, as losing your car tomorrow, like what Jody was talking about, or as big as the doctor has said, you've got this and you're not going to make it. It could be as small as, I don't know where I'm going to get my clothes tomorrow. You don't have to worry about that. Right? What, what do we have to worry about? Nothing. Nothing. He said in first, uh, is it first Peter 5, he said, Cast all your cares upon Him. Why? Because He cares for you. You have to believe the end of that verse or you won't do the first of it. You won't. Actually, the first of it is humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And, and a lot of people think that they're saying He wants to put His foot on you. No, He's saying, Come up underneath me because I'm good. I'm good. Humble yourself and realize how good I am, and then you can cast your cares on me because I care for you. He's saying, yield yourself to me. I mean, that whole passage is about that Satan runs around like a roaring lion, but it starts out with cast your cares on the Lord. Why? Because you've got to do that by faith. You've got to believe that He cares for you. That's the part of faith that He wants you to believe. Amen? So today... They're going to sing something. I don't know what they're going to sing, but they're going to sing something. And while we're singing, take that care. Take that worry. Pull it off. Put it on the Lord's side.
and then trust just what we read. He clothes, he clothes the lilies of the field. He feeds the ravens. He feeds the sparrows. It, it later he even says, he said, he said, does one sparrow fall to the ground that I don't know about it? And then he says, I know the number of hairs on your head. How much does God love us that He took the time to count the number of hairs on our head? He probably knows when you lose them. Right? He says, you used to have 6,324, but now you only got 5,500. God loves you. You know what I'm here to tell you today? God loves you. And He wants you to have the best of the best of the best. And He wants you to enjoy all the good things that He's put on this earth to enjoy while you're on your way to get to Him. Because He's a good God. He's a good Father. Glory to God. You guys got something to sing? Cast.